Hi, I'm Lisa Kiss, and I'm the host of Be Mindful Podcast. I'm also the owner of Be Mindful Studio, where I am an astrologer and mindfulness consultant. This podcast is for the modern woman to feel grounded and learn to live with intention. Here we tap into mindfulness for both life and business. From community-driven leaders, conscious humans, heart-centered entrepreneurs, and beyond, we'll discover all the different ways mindfulness can be applied to you. My podcast is here to inspire and encourage you to be a little more mindful in your day-to-day so you can start living a more purpose-filled, self-aware life you love. Thank you so much for being here, and I look forward to seeing you in the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Be Mindful Podcast. Today, I'm here with Allison Liss, who is a meditation teacher here in Hamilton. Um, We connected through a local um, entrepreneur group, and um, I helped her with some of her marketing so that she could reach more people with her meditation challenges that she does. So, Allison, do you want to introduce yourself more and explain what you do? Yes, thank you, Lisa. First of all, I want to thank you very much for inviting me to do this. Um, I really enjoyed working with you. And it actually helped me because uh, I do, um, as you've mentioned, I do guide people in meditation. I've been doing it for quite a while now. Uh, But I'm a little bit of a kept secret, I guess you would say. So only if you knew somebody that knew me, (laughs) could anybody ever find me. And so as meditation is becoming more popular, uh, which I think the the pandemic probably spurred that on a lot for a lot of people, uh, not only did they find themselves needing a bit of uh, help, um, but they also had the time and, and you know, and home and able to, to do it. So it so with the advice you gave me and um, uh, I've been able to garner a little more uh, students, I guess you would say, and yeah, it's been wonderful. Awesome. So how do the, um, the challenges work for everyone listening? Like how do your meditation challenges work? Well, I do them, uh, once a month, they begin on the first Saturday of each month. Uh, they go for five days and you meditate with me in the morning at 7am for 30 minutes and in the evening at 7pm for 30 minutes. Yes, and there you register on my website, uh, which is allisonlist.com. And um, it's actually also under hamiltonmeditationgroup.com. Uh, and there is a place there to register. It's $30. And um, some people do try to participate in the entire the entirety, which is basically a total of 10 meditations. And, and they kind of get to see what it's like to live the actual life of a meditator. So what it would be like to sit in silence basically for 30 minutes. Um, I do guide people through. So I'm kind of teaching them what to do, but when they sit on their own without me, they do the technique in silence. So how did you get started on your meditation journey and become a meditation teacher? (laughs) Okay, what happened to me approximately 15 years ago, I was um, having a very difficult time, I will say in my personal life and in all aspects of my life. I could, you could say I hit a bit of a brick wall. And for me at that time, it was um, 
very frustrating because I hadn't really, if I could say, experienced um, that much, uh, I'll call it like mental difficulty. Like I had, I didn't know what depression was. I didn't know what anxiety was. I had heard these words tossed around, but I never really understood what that was. And I found myself um, feeling some of those emotions. In, um, in retrospect, I can tell you that I believe it was menopause. So for me, it was the beginning of menopause. And um, I really just was seeking some, uh, I'm gonna call it some sanctuary. Like I, I felt like I needed to get away. That, that's kind of how I say it. I just felt, oh, I really need to get away. And um, so I started Google searching like different um, things. Like actually I was thinking in the beginning, like, oh, I need to go to a spa, you know, I just need to relax and, and get away. And so one day I was giving a speech. Um, I was a speaker, actually a business person in the retail world. Uh, so I was delivering a speech somewhere in Hamilton and um, a young girl, I overheard her on the intermission talking about a wonderful retreat that she had just come back from. And she was raving about it. So I went up to her and I said, oh, pardon me, could you kindly let me know where you went? And she wrote on this paper, dama.org. And so I went home that evening and I went on the website and I registered. Now it turned out that it was a 10 day silent retreat. And I did read that, I can't say I didn't. So I kind of read the whole website, I was fully informed, but it did not really register with me what I was kind of getting myself into. Yeah, in fact, I had a friend called me the night before the retreat and said, Allison, oh my goodness, do you have any idea what you're getting in for? Like, this is some serious meditation. Like it's 14 hours a day. It's like complete silence. You, you only eat, you don't eat anything after noon hour. And so I was like, well, oh my goodness. But what had happened is I was leaving the next day. I had gone to a great deal, uh, a great deal of planning because to actually remove yourself out of society for 10 days, because it's not just that it's in silence. Like you don't take a book you don't take a piece of paper or a pencil. Um, you don't have contact with anybody. And as I said, I had some businesses running. And so for me to, and two children. So for me to have done everything that I did to get the 10 days off was so much work that I just thought I have to go through with it. Um, and so I went there. Um, after three days, I will say, I was literally losing my mind, like literally. And I went to the teacher because at this place where I went, you can um, you can fill in these little slots if you want to speak to a teacher, like if for five minutes, they give you a five minute meeting if you're having difficulties. So I thought, oh, yes, I'm going to speak to her and tell her I have to get out of here. Um, and so so I signed up and uh, sat with the teacher and I said, you know, this isn't for me. Like, first of all, I literally feel like I'm hallucinating. I feel like I'm losing my mind. Um, I. I think I'm in a cult. Like I, I just, it's not for me. I have to leave. And this amazing teacher said to me, um, really, well, you're feeling like you just have to leave here. And I, I said, yes. And she said, how are you feeling before you came here? And I said, I was feeling like I just had to leave where I was. And somehow this uh, beautiful uh, person talked me into staying. And I look back at that meeting and it was very profound for me because I really was about to go and thank heavens, uh, she talked me into staying. And I did end up staying um, on about, I would say it was either the seventh or eighth day that I was there. I had a very uh, unique experience. 
Um, I think some people call it the holy grail of meditation. Although I have come to learn it is not the purpose or point of meditation. But what happened to me is I, I had this experience where I had like kind of a direct experience with, um, I could say my soul, uh, my whole body basically dissolved. And I, I mean, I could see it, but I did not feel it at all. I was disconnected from all thought and come to find out when you can completely disconnect from thought, um, everything was just beautiful and love. Uh, it was a kind of a, a bit of a blissful um, situation that I ended up in. And I felt beautiful, like really beautiful. I felt highly intelligent, which were very foreign to me at that time because I did not feel that way at any point in my life, really. I was actually a very kind of a self-deprecating type, you know? And uh, so this experience really, it, it actually shattered my whole world, at, to be honest with you, because also I'm a very, I always consider myself to be like a very grounded person and, and people see me that way. Like my feet are firmly planted on the ground. So, so to me, it was all a bit mystical, you know? And I came home and I continued to be a meditator I took the practice very seriously, but I really didn't speak of my experience to anybody for probably a year, maybe one or two like close people, but I, I, I had to make sense of what happened to me. And, and so um, come to find out it was, um, it was, it was that I, I ended up in a place of non-thought and I began to understand the truth, which is that we are all energy and uh, we are under a sort of a, an illusion of matter. So we see things, um, solid things, which is part of the human experience. So it's it, this is meant to be, but that the reality is that we're all energy. And so once I understood that we were all energy, I spent the next probably year and a half like just really reading. So I kind of approached the whole spiritual world. I, I call it like kind of backwards. So it's not like I did all this reading and then I had this experience. It's like I had this experience and then I had to kind of backtrack and figure out what the heck's going on here. And so, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I, people actually, I kind of changed a lot and people in my business in the beginning uh, approached me and said, wow, like, I just love your vibe. Like, it's so amazing. Like, well, how is it you're like this? And so I said, well, I became a meditator. And so the first person asked me, would I mind showing them? Uh, what I was doing and I said yes and I went to um, their home and showed the meditation and then I would say after going there every couple of weeks and teaching this technique which by the way I've adjusted and changed the meditation technique that I do because I thought to myself one thing when I came back from this silent retreat is I thought oh my God, everybody has to go and do this. Like every human being has to go and experience this. Uh, and then the, the immediate thought that came to me is, I don't know anybody that's gonna go do this <laughs> because it, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done, first of all. And as I said, to get 10 days to kind of remove yourself out of society is, is difficult. So I kind of went on a journey. I mean, I went to India, I went to Portugal, I went to see different types of meditator, meditator, meditators, uh, learned different techniques myself. And I slowly kind of developed this little 30 minute technique uh, that 
that is what I believe a very practical way to kind of have a similar experience to what I had, um, if not immediate, eventually. And, um, and anyway, so I started showing this first gal and then she came to me a, several months later and said, wow, she goes, you've really changed my whole way of how I approach my life. I don't react as much anymore. I have more compassion in my heart. I understand people better. I feel more love in general. And she was so grateful to me and asked me, could I show, you know, her friend? And so then, you know, the next thing you know, it was her friend, then her, then her friend brought a sister and anyway, and this little group kind of built up and uh, yeah. And so I did eventually stop going to everyone's house because that was a lot for me um, when I had several students. And so I opened up an area in my downstairs uh, which is a beautiful studio where I am sitting now. And I welcomed people to come here anytime uh, on their convenience because having it in my home is so convenient for me. And I love sitting with other people. So when somebody wants to sit with me, it's, it's always appreciated by me as well. And uh, then of course, a year and a half ago, we had, uh, we had the coronavirus come. And so I started doing it online. And initially I was doing it on Facebook, kind of on the, on the video there. And then eventually I got my own little Zoom room and uh, yeah, so I do it uh, mostly I, you know, on Zoom. Yeah, it's, I think it's great what you do. I haven't taken one of your classes, but now I want to, I would love to like experience your um, meditation technique. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to do a class or something with you and experience it. Because every, every teacher, I feel like, has their own unique way of doing it. And, um, and that's what makes it, like, so special. But um, what does, I guess, what is your, do you have, like, a daily meditation practice that you do aside from your teaching? Like, you have a point in the day where you sit in silence with yourself and sort of do that whole, I guess, meditation um, routine, but, like, with yourself? Uh, yes, uh, the, the meditation that I do myself uh, when I'm by myself is um, every morning, uh, usually 6.30 to 7.30. And um, I miss it the odd time, but it's uh, a very important uh, thing for me. It's a priority. So, um, and I do Vipassana meditation. So I do sit uh, in silence uh, from, yeah, for one hour. And occasionally I will do the evening um, and that's usually a half an hour for me. Yeah, I mean, ideally they say an hour in the morning and an hour in the evening. Um, that's what the teachers that I learned Vipassana from, how they, how they teach it. But I found uh, quite frankly, any time that you sit and meditate is uh, beneficial. And in the beginning, it does take quite a discipline. And so I always tell people not to really concern themselves so much with starting to be so disciplined because um, you want to sit when you really want to. And, and there is a, what I call that turning point uh, where, you know, in the beginning, you're kind of disciplined, uh, sorry, disciplining yourself to sit. Uh, but at some point that you, you kind of become where you just look forward to it and it's, it's just wonderful and you wouldn't want to miss it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like the little sanctuary that the word you used earlier, like you're creating that like solitude for yourself. Yes, yes. And I do enjoy, um, you know, I enjoy my little rituals as well, which I've made kind of part of it. So I have a couple of mindful uh, practices I do. 
I like I like my uh, essential oils and you know my little incense, my candles, my little space here, and I like changing up my space every once in a while. And yeah, I really enjoy it. And I do think it's a big part of what the world is missing, which I guess it's called self care these days. But where you you know where you put yourself um, on the high priority list. And even when some people say, well, it's the time and, you know, I can't remember, like what I find has happened is you are just better for everybody else in general, including for yourself. Um, so it's, it's interesting that really putting the time and attention to yourself actually does end up benefiting everybody else around you a great deal, actually noticeably uh, better. So it's, it's not as selfish as it sounds. <laughs> yeah. It's like that expression, you have to put your oxygen mask on first before you can help people. And then the uh, another quote just came to me where um, if people say they're too busy to meditate, it's like, oh, no, that means you have to sit in meditation longer or something like that. <laughs> You're too busy. No, go sit in nature or meditation for a longer period of time. Yes, you actually do uh, get a lot more accomplished when you take that uh, time in the morning, even if, if I say it's a half an hour to me at the least you should take but uh, it's amazing how much more productive because what you have to realize too is that everything's energy. And meditation is actually energy work it's an energy modality and so it's bizarre, but it does give you more energy during the day, it gives you an ability to do to multitask if necessary. Uh, it keeps your mind very clear as well. And so your capacity for um, getting answers faster, knowing what you need to do next, um, all of those things is highly improved. So so it actually does open up, I call it in, you know, more time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've, um, when I, I took a, like a course about the science behind mindfulness, like with like the, how it works in the brain. And it's really cool how, um, I think it's called the amygdala and it's like your stress response. So if you're always stressed during the day with things, it'll just get bigger and bigger in your, in your brain and you'll react to things more. But when you meditate, it slowly shrinks it so that you're less reactive and you can be more um, mindful with your responses and how you react to things. And um, like, not everything feels like a, like a panic. You're just more, I mean, I feel like meditation brings almost like a gratitude to life. Like you're just more grateful for things. So um, yeah. Yeah. So one, what you were saying uh, reminds me too of this analogy, which is a meditate when you're meditating, um, you things come to you. So you're not out there. And I mean, in bizarre ways, I mean, you know, even people will reach out or solutions just arrive at your doorstep. And I always say like, when I think of how I used to be, like you imagine a person who's in, um, you know, in the ocean drowning, right? And so they're they're flailing about, you know, in this thing, I'm drowning, I'm drowning, oh my God, you know? And that limbs are moving around and everything. And so somebody's sending the life preserver, but because you're in this crazy motion, it's keeping the life preserver away from you. Like you, you don't even see it. And, and yet if you're able to sort of calm yourself down in that way, then the life preserver just floats over. And so it's a very, very similar analogy I find to how things just work for, for me is, um, you know, there's no, it's an effortless living, I call it, you know, I, like the effort I would say that I do now is put into the things I do that I enjoy doing, like the creations, I call it, you know, the, the things I work on that I love working on. Um, but, 
but there's not like that same what I call like effort having to be put forward to like you know figure things out make things happen I mean one of the best parts I find um of some of my little I call them like my tips of mindfulness behaviors are um you know is when I do have a problem instead of trying to figure it out I literally let it go completely and you have to learn how to turn attention away from the mind and I practice that and then the solutions like I said they just arrive you'll have like an insight that's like oh my god I just I know exactly what to do or like I said the phone will ring and the person who was the struggle is now actually calling you with the solution <laughs> you know it's it's a bit of a magical world <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Is that the thing where it's, um, I don't know if they call them principles or tenets of meditation, the non-attachment, like not attaching yourself to things so that there's not that um, expectation. Like you kind of just, you all, you just let it go. Yes. In, in Ashna, they teach you a thing where it's, um, you have no cravings and you have no aversions. So there's nothing that you need that must happen. Um, and there's nothing that happens that you think shouldn't be happening. You kind of remain in this this equanimous um, with an, equ an equ equanimity um, approach, where you're kind of neutral. I, I mean, I always use that word. Just remain neutral. Just remain neutral. And you know, back in my olden days, I call it because there's a very distinct difference between the before and after. You know, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, like it wasn't it was it was the opposite of that you know I was always thinking I needed this to happen and that to happen and things that did happen I thought oh this is no good this is no good you know and so sitting in this neutral place uh, where before I would have thought being neutral meant being not productive <laughs> you know or you're not working on it or you know you're not you're not making things happen you know um, and come to find out yes no the neutral the neutral position is the most productive you can actually be yeah it's it's there's like something beautiful in just the the being not the doing and i yes. feel like the world is such in the um the doing everyone feels they have to like do things all the time and they they can't just let themselves like relax and be yes i agree with you i used to be like that a lot that's why i think i'm a very good uh you know candidate <laughs> if you will you know, for, for having put myself through this transformation, which I still work on all the time, by the way, like all the time. Um, but um, yeah, and the thing with the meditation is it's, it's, it's kind of what I call like your daily upkeep, you know? So I've even noticed like sometimes if I miss, um, you know, of course, sometimes on vacation or if you have people that are people that are staying with me and I think, oh, I better, you know, pay attention to them or something so I'll have a couple of days and I start noticing things aren't as smooth in my life or a little small thing gets out of whack you know and I'll and I'll be able to say oh my goodness I'm not surprised because you know I haven't sat for a couple of days and so it's it's quite preventative yeah, yeah. quite preventative mm -hmm. so I know you've shared with me sort of like your plans or like I guess goals that you have with meditation within Hamilton I usually ask people like how they find support in Hamilton or sort of where like or I guess what they'd want to like see in Hamilton with the meditation community um so do you want to share that uh yes well it seems to me that um there's a call for peace like I feel it very strongly uh in in our city specifically 
because I'm here, but uh, I would probably guess it's in the whole world right now. There's just, even though there seems to be all this conflict, um, you know, the way to peace is actually through conflict. And so I'm feeling very, very strongly this, this call to peace that people are um, needing. And so I've actually got a plan to try to um, be part of teaching, showing, sitting with as many people as I possibly can uh, meditation uh, so that we, so that the city of Hamilton could become a city in the world that has the absolute most people meditating. And I believe if this is possible, and I think we're the perfect city for that for many reasons, um, because we have the base already of a very beautiful uh, uh, community here. And, and so I'm, I'm kind of on a bit of a mission um, to spread meditation throughout the city as much as I possibly can. I've been in touch with our mayor um, and some people at the city, the city of Hamilton. I actually had some sit, sit with me this week. So I've already started um, and I would love anybody out there that's also involved in, in these modalities, I call it of peacefulness, uh, meditation being one, um, and to try to have as many people as we can get together and meditate. Um, I'm thinking like either at maybe um, Tim Hortons Field or some place where we could kind of culminate in one place where we have, you know, thousands of meditators together would be like the ultimate. Um, but also just, just getting as many people in Hamilton as possible to meditate. Uh, the thing about that would be, um, I think it would affect the city in a huge way. And there's lots of people here that need the help. And that's what I find like sometimes I used to feel like, oh, I wanna help people. Um, and so I try to come up with how can I help somebody? And what I've learned is that to find the peace within myself has actually transmitted uh, to those around me for them to have peace. It's so if we, if we say rather than, you know, yeah. So kind of coming home to yourself, I think is what it's about. Just finding that, that peace. I, I actually feel it's a responsibility that we all have to be as peaceful as we can, like with like real peaceful, like within our heart, um, to have the compassion um, emanate from us. And um, it does actually bounce off the walls, literally um, it, the trees, all of nature is emanating this already. And uh, that's why when people walk in nature, they feel it, um, it's actual energy because that's all we are. And so to get as many people becoming meditators in Hamilton as possible and is always been my uh, kind of my goal, I guess you could say. Yeah, I think it's a great goal. That's why I wanted you to share it on here and just like put it out as energy into the into the universe. But um, oh, thank you. <laughs> and then I also want to bring in the astrology um, now. So you're a Leo. So I think it's cool that you have this um, like this mission and this goal basically as like a leader sort of leading like a meditation movement because Leos are the like the natural leaders in the zodiac like they just want to like they're usually loyal to um like their people and they're usually loyal to um routines and things that help them and that they're passionate about and then they're usually naturally creative beings as well but then they have that like natural energy that just um draws people in because you can just you naturally can lead so um, I think that's cool, like how it all kind of ties in together. Oh, well, thank you. I, I'm hoping, yeah, that actually makes me feel really good. Yeah, because sometimes it's funny, a lot of times 
uh, people do picture meditators as like these kind of, you know, ethereal, calm, sort of spiritual type people. And that's why I always think like, how did this find me? Because I'm, I'm not that, you know? Uh, and I do think, especially when I hear what you're saying, like, I do think it's funny how things are quite purposeful. So yeah, I do feel that I would be a good person for it. I, I have always been a leader in every job I've ever done. And um, yeah, and I do have that tendency, I guess you would say, um, but I am very loyal as well to the cause and to the people who I, who I work with. And um, yeah, so it's also, I think a good example that becoming a meditator does not mean at all that you become, you know, let's say even necessarily quiet or demure, you know, <laughs> like I think what happens actually is whatever is your personality, it kind of emanates it more, you know? I almost feel like more outgoing. Uh, I've literally have become like sort of more outgoing, more interested in, in reaching out to other people, you know, um, than I ever have. So I do think that's what it does. It kind of takes whatever your personality is and kind of, um, you know, uh, expands it. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean that everybody that meditates a little quiet, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, that you have to be this, um, you know, timid or whatever person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My, one of my yoga teachers would say to me, like meditation is coming home to yourself. So if you're naturally like a very sociable outgoing person, then you're just coming, like you said, you're just expanding that energy. Cause I think everyone, um, should be themselves, but sometimes people put on different, um, faces and different situations and things like that but having there be um just like I, I say a lot in business I try to be as authentic as possible because that's how you just find the right people to work with is when you're yourself and then the client is themselves as well so I think that there's more uh, yeah I guess more people as they meditate will create a more authentic world and peaceful world too uh yes I agree with you I I think what what um your teacher said she was very profound also which is that you come home to yourself because the other thing about meditating I will say is it's not always all peaceful for you personally sometimes it, I call it it brings stuff up you know mm -hmm. and so what that means is you know you do get to see the side of yourself that is sometimes what you would call your dark side or I know some refer to it these days as the shadow um, so you do get to see um, that side of yourself too you know, and in fact, it was to tell you the truth, like, it, I think it was seeing that side of myself that I made kind of the most progress in my life. You know, I used to see myself, oh, I'm such a good person, you know, like I do all these good things for everybody. And like, and I really felt like strongly that way. And then with meditating, you know, sometimes I've had, I feel they call, some call it like the dark night of the soul, you know, where I've had these glimpses of myself where, you know, not so good you know i have some some parts of me that uh, needed to be looked at shall we say and uh, they come up and they're shown to you so you do come home to yourself all parts of yourself but the beauty of the of that is that it is where it is the light sort of meeting the darkness if i could say and so you see these parts of yourself and all you have to do is kind of allow them to come up and then we learn ways to remain neutral, you know, while we're allowing that to express itself and to make itself known. And um, it's quite beautiful because your your true nature, your love, your compassion, because really um, love is all that really exists. 
everything else is, you know, things that we're thinking, you know? And so it kind of allows this love to kind of shine, I guess you would say, on the parts of your personality that aren't so, um, you know, aren't so lovely. Mm -hmm. And that is kind of just allowing it, recognizing it um, and letting it kind of uh, evaporate, I call it. It literally evaporates it. And so you can kind of uh, transcend through these parts of yourself at an accelerated pace. So sometimes that's what I say when you become a meditator, you know, you, you accelerate your spiritual growth, if I could say it like that, you know? Yeah. 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 I agree with the, um, I've, I've seen some things online where people say like, it's not always all like the love and light. That's a very common expression. And it's, it's not the meeting all parts of yourself. Yes, I like how you explain that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, uh, but ultimately you see it all as necessary and all as beautiful. I mean, you know, it has to be that way. I look at it, I look at my life um, a lot of times, like it's just a movie and uh, that's what it is. It's a movie. And I mean, what kind of movie do you ever want? Do you want to watch a movie where like nothing happens and everything's fine? (laughs) You want to watch a movie where like something horrible took place and then the person had to like, you know, the hero of the movie or whatever had to come in and, you know, fix it, face it, you know, remedy it, you know, rise, rise to the occasion, defeat it ultimately. And, you know, and so I kind of look at it like that. So that's even how I help myself through the darker times or whatever, as I just remind myself, Allison, it's just a movie. It's just a movie. You're watching the movie and, um, and meditation does allow you. I, I always say another good way of explaining what is the point of meditation is I notice a lot of people are what I call in the storm of their lives. And so I look at it as, you know, there's a storm going, let's say it's a terrible storm, it's raining, it's lightning, it's that's it's thunder, it's everything. And it doesn't mean if you're a meditator that you will never have a storm. But what it, the difference is, is I sit on the porch during that storm. So I can see the storm, I'm, uh, I'm watching the storm, but I'm not in the storm. And so that's, that is the difference. And when you can make that little leap and when you meditate often enough, you begin to see yourself making that leap. Like, okay, this is a storm, but you're kind of watching it instead of being in it. And it is just a much more, uh, it's a better, a better, an art to living, I think, in a way. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you get to watch, you know, so I watch the movies, so to speak, instead of, you know, being in it and, and not realizing that I'm in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's, a, that's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah. Um, so besides, uh, like just the sitting and, um, meditation, you kind of mentioned earlier, the essential oils that you have and things like that, but are there other little mindful, like, do you take mindful moments for yourself throughout the day or like other ways you explore it? Well, I call it, um, you could call it like my little toolbox. (laughs) So I have like these little tools I do, and I guess there's many of them. I'm actually thinking of opening up that aspect of what I of what I've been doing for myself. I like to do things myself and do them for years before I tell them to other people like what works, you know, so so when I tell you something works like you can take it to the bank, you know, one of the things that I do that works, I call it is the idea. What I will do is I will hold my hand on my heart and I'll do this several times a day. It's kind of a habit now. And I will say the words I thank you. I love you and repeat these often. 
And so anytime I find myself getting caught up in something, you know, uh, somebody's upset me, let's just say, or, you know, small upsets, um, I will, I'll just hold my hand to my heart. If you understand that we're all energy and the heart is the organ that actually um, has the highest vibration of energy in our body and it emanates the furthest out, like it radiates like, like nine feet. And this is, by the way, measurably, uh, measurable scientifically. Um, and so when you hold your hand on your heart and you repeat the words, I thank you, I love you, um, you are, it is a very beautiful way, what I call to bring yourself back home. So it is one of the rituals that I do. Another one I do, which I believe very strongly in using a pencil and a piece of paper and writing down what you're grateful for, what you're happy about, what you're thankful for. Um, I always tell people like, if you even do that for two weeks and you do it every day and even just pick 10 things and um, you'll be shocked at how powerful this little exercise is and writing down affirmations because what's happened with us is ultimately is um, we have to reprogram our thoughts. Our thoughts is what becomes real to us. You know, what we think about, what we focus on becomes real. And so we don't realize how many kind of negative thoughts, patterns that are that are in us. And, and I've had to break through many of them. And so I've literally reprogrammed myself and I do it by writing down um, affirmations, um, and uh, just positive affirmations, which you can find all over the place. I have like about 10 or 20 that I go back and forth from um, and writing it down. And to tell you the truth, I, I, I knew this to be true because back in my days of being in business, I mean, I used to work in a very competitive field. I'll put it that way. And I used to come out on top like all the time. I, I did well and not because I was so smart or so bright, but I had an amazing team of people that worked uh, for me and they were unbelievable and um, so powerful. And one of the things I just, and I only understood this years later, but one of the things that was a daily thing for me with my team was writing down. Like we wrote down, like if I called, uh, if I called one of them and said, okay, what is the goal for today or whatever? Like, I didn't want to hear that it was in your head. I needed to make sure you had it written down. And, and just years later, when I look back at, yeah, why was I always like on top? And I think I really believe that was a huge part of it because we, I not only wrote down, but I had um, a couple hundred people working underneath me and we all, I made them all write everything down every day. And sometimes they thought I was a little bit crazy because they'd say, oh, I know what the goal is, Allison. You know, you don't have to, you know, I said, is it written down? Is it written down? You know, like, and I didn't even know back then. Um, how powerful it was, you know? I just knew that I always wrote everything down. And so I always would get them to do kind of my way. And uh, yeah, so affirmations, I think, writing down, um, you know, everything works out for me. You know, everything that I need comes to me easily and effortlessly. Um, writing down these type of things is, I think it's very, very powerful as well as being grateful. Um, yes, the universe will recognize what you already are. So if you can make it very clear, you know, very clear that you are grateful and appreciate appreciating people and the things that you do have, um, you get more of it. Yeah, I, yeah. I started writing things down. I have like a whiteboard and I write down like my monthly like business goals and personal goals. And I find that um, 
I do hit them because I can like, I like see them like they're there, like in my little working corner, but it, it's nice to write it down. I personally love writing down like to-do lists for myself because my mind's so active. So I feel like if I've written it down, I'm like, okay, I can't think about it anymore. It's not because it's on the piece of paper. It's like, you're sort of taking it out of your head and putting it like down. So then it's like, it's like out of, out of your mind, I guess, but um, nothing can truly like ever leave your mind. You're always thinking, but it's nice to just have it out in front of you as opposed to like living inside your head. Yes. In fact, writing it down, you're, you're kind of 75% of the way there. It's very bizarre how this stuff works, but again, it's the understanding that everything's energy. And so that's why when you write it down, like I always had a ritual on Sunday nights was my, my, my time. And I always made a list of everything that had to get done for the week. And there was a time when I was ridiculously busy. And so like you, if I didn't write things down, I, I felt they wouldn't get done. And so I was back then I was writing things down for a much different reason, but looking back on it all, I'm thinking, yeah, like, how is it that I accomplished what I did? And I think it had a lot to do with it. And it wasn't, like I said, that I worked the hardest because I didn't, I wasn't the smartest because I'm not, but I was the person that was writing everything down all the time. And so somehow, and, you know, even if I didn't make the goal, let's say if I was writing down, sometimes it was like number goals we had, you know, money, to be honest, goals. Um, even if I didn't, looking back, if I if it wasn't like every day that I met it, the fact is that if I looked at accumulative over a year, like we did, you know, we we made the ultimate, uh, we made the ultimate goals all the time. And I do attribute a lot of it, especially because what I've learned in the last 15 years about the power of, of writing down. So I believe this uh, as one of the best things that anybody can do. And, uh, and the grateful list is powerful as well just because again it's part of reprogramming yourself you have to you have to you know how we learned things was when we were very young usually between birth and seven years old and so we were being programmed by our parents by the by everybody around us by the school like whatever you know your brothers and sisters like you're kind of getting programmed and so that's how you end up getting you know being who you are and so come to find out that you can actually reprogram yourself. And so, as I said, I have a, a, several of these tools that I, that I, I was thinking of teaching other people, but um, those, would, those three I gave you today, the grateful list, the writing down affirmations, and the hand to heart are three of them. And they're, they're, they do work, they do work. You just, you know, rather than, like I said, trying to figure out what I need to accomplish, I just make sure that I do my, my I pull out my tools, you know, uh, every day, every day and make sure I do, you know, two or three every day. Yeah. I, um, yeah, it works. I find the gratitude list. I feel like some people don't realize Like I learned this through my yoga practice and then through meditation practice. It's like your body does so much for you without you having to do anything. And it's like this perfectly designed system that I feel like a lot of people take for granted. And it's like when you're in a yoga pose or just sitting in meditation, like you're just breathing like naturally, but you can, can like control the breath and, you know, do more expansive like breaths. But um, it's like people don't realize your body is like doing all this work for you um, naturally because it's, it's just being grateful for that. I feel like it's always the number one thing on my gratitude list because it's not something we think about so often because it's just our body's working for us. Why think about it? But being grateful for for your body and all it does for you. Yes, actually, that's such an important one. I'm glad you mentioned that. Like, that's such an important one, especially if I could say for women, 
-hmm. you know, because uh, we spend, uh, we've programmed ourselves, I think <laughs> a lot of women have programmed themselves to think the body is not what it should be, not working for them, that it needs all these, you know, adjustments, improvements and added additions and, you know, work. And whereas the truth of the matter is, if you're, if you're um, grateful for what you're talking about, the effortlessness that your body is actually giving you every day, like, I do look at my body and I think, thank you. Like, wow, like you've carried me like at this point I'm 60, right? So you've carried me for 60 years and it is, I'm, and I, I can't believe like actually how well it's done considering some of the thoughts I've had about it and some of the, the things I've had to reprogram myself for how to look at it, you know? And so, yeah, that's, that's, um, that's a, that's a much bigger point than, than you may even realize actually is the body and uh, the health of the body and the appreciation for it. Um, the first part of meditation and the technique I do, I think the first couple of sentences that I, I usually will run by a person is notice how your breath is effortless. So the most important thing, the thing that is the difference between us being alive and being dead is that we're breathing. So the most important thing on this planet earth to you is effortless. And it's a very good understanding to realize that all of the most beautiful things that you're going to have are effortless. And somehow we get convinced, you know, the way we've been brought up that it's the opposite, that if we want anything really great, we got to work our butts off and we've got to exhaust ourselves and you've got to put the body through the ringer and all of this crazy nonsense. It's actually the effortlessness um, that is um, that is happening all the time. You know, it's working, it's working and it's it's a beautiful thing, yeah. Yeah, when you said the hand on the heart, I sometimes catch myself doing that. Like I'm, and I don't know like why, just like one hand's there. Um, but it's even like your heart right now is like pumping the blood through your body with you're not doing anything. So that's what it just connected to me was the hand on the heart there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The most important things. And if you even look at your life and this is funny, but people should take a good look at all of the things that happened to them that were quite wonderful. And what they're going to notice is they were mostly, they didn't do them. They were things that came to them effortlessly. They were chance meetings. They were coincidental things that happened. Um, like we think that we're orchestrating, you know, all these great things. Um, we actually orchestrate more of the negativity, uh, the, the things, but just again, I, you don't have to take it from me. I mean, look at your own life, look back on it. Think about, you know, some of the jobs that you have that were wonderful. Some of the people you met that were fantastic. And if you, if you're honest, you'll notice it was mostly not from your effort. It was gifts. It was, like I said, coincidence, uh, serendipity, um, these are how the best things came to us. So that, that right there to me is mind blowing. Yeah. So, um, you already said at the beginning, how everyone can work with you with your meditation challenge. So, um, do you want to share your Instagram handle, but I'll, I'll link it below so everyone can follow you. And then when this goes up, everyone can join your next, um, meditation challenge I might have to join it too and, and get my mom to do it as well I think she needs needs to do it as well <laughs> oh my gosh well that would be so wonderful like one of the reasons I did I kept it at $30 my meditation challenge is so that you know it's well worth it even if you don't get to all of them you know so out of the 10 out of the 10 meditations we do in the five days 
even if you get to half of them, you know, it's well worth it and, and you can learn and meditation eventually, once you learn it, you do it by yourself, you know, uh, although you will find that when you sit with other people, even for me, like I often will sit with other, other meditators, like friends of mine that I've met through meditation, um, even though we'll both sit there in silence, you know, it's just such a nice thing to hook up with somebody else. It does help. So anyway, yes, I'm new to my Instagram. Thanks to you um, for helping me with that. So I'm starting to do it uh, as best and regular as I can, but it is Allison List Meditation is my Instagram. Uh, A-L-L-I-S-O-N-L-I-S-S. -S. And that's also my, um, my website. You can email me, it's allisonless at gmail if you have any questions or anything at all. And um, yeah. Wonderful, I'm sure people will, I think yeah. it's, it's needed right now and you have a great offering. So I'm sure people will reach out. So thank you so much for um, doing this podcast episode with me. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I was so thrilled when you contacted me. I've enjoyed, I enjoyed a lot our session together. You actually helped me a lot um, and uh, yeah. I, I, I do listen to your podcasts as well. And I, I think they're wonderful. I like, I love the people you have on. Yeah. You got a good, you got a good thing going, Lisa. Yeah. Thank you. That means a lot. Yeah, I, I, someone else said that to me. They're like, you have a variety of people. And I said, I'm a Gemini. So I'm like, I like having that variety because not everyone's gonna, um, it's like, there's something for everyone there, right? Like a different kind of topic, but I tie mindfulness into all of it. So yeah, no, it's good. And I like, I, I like to support the people too, that you've had, cause you've brought like some cool products that you've brought to my attention and yeah, just, yeah, it's good to know what's going on. So I really, I actually enjoy it a lot. You're doing great. And I appreciate you having met you. Yeah. Thank you. If you love today's episode, don't forget to share it with a friend or on Instagram and tag us at Be Mindful Studio and at Be Mindful Podcast. Also, if you have any questions or feedback or maybe an idea for an episode, don't be afraid to reach out on Instagram and send me a message. I'd love very much to stay in touch with you. Thank you again for your support and I will see you very, very soon in the next episode.